part of me. Something about me. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I know you're, you're waiting on me to preach. But there's nothing that I can say that's more powerful than the name of Jesus. No thought that I can put together that is more powerful than the name of Jesus. Nothing that I can say to you that can bring more deliverance than the name of Jesus. Somebody just yell it from your heart. Just say, Jesus. Don't and say it like you mean it. Say, Jesus. Jesus. So much power. So much authority in the name of Jesus. Lord, we... Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Lord, even as we call on your name right now, Lord, touch us and meet us at the point of our need. May we find power in your name. May we find healing and deliverance in your name. May we find our breakthrough in the name of Jesus. May we find our strength calling on the name of Jesus, Lord. May someone's heart be changed and may they be brought to salvation, Lord, even right now as they're calling on the name of Jesus. Lord, may it all be done in your name, in the name of Jesus. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah. You can take your seat if you can. Take your seat if you can. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Nothing more powerful than the name of Jesus. Nothing can turn your situation around like the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. It's the sweetest name. It's the sweetest name I know. Amen. I, if I could sing it like Rantel and I sing it this morning. But there is something about the name of Jesus. Something about the name of Jesus. It is the sweetest name. It's the sweetest name that I know. Hallelujah. Come on and give God a praise in this house. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! The presence of the Lord is here. I said the presence of the Lord is here. I, I don't know what you need, but the presence of the Lord is here. I don't know what you came in this house with, but I want you to know that the presence of the Lord Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's no need to be bound right now. There's no need to be bound right now. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. 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 Point at one of your
your neighbors and say, come out of that bondage. Come out of that bondage. Whatever is binding you right now in the name of the Lord. Come out of that bondage. Don't be bound anymore by that. Don't let it hold you anymore. Don't let it shackle you anymore. The Spirit of the Lord is here and where His Spirit is, there is remedy. Come out right here. Come out right now. Come out right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say it with this Lord and say, I am free. Come on and say it like you mean to say, I am free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to the word of the Lord. We're going to the word of the Lord. Follow us to Mark 5. We're in Mark 5 this morning. And we're going to look at verses 25 through 29. Again, that's Mark 5, chapter 5. And we're looking at verses 25 through 29. And the Bible says, and there was a woman, somebody say was, who had a discharge, who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard, somebody say heard. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garments. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be, somebody say will be. I will be made well. And immediately, Somebody say immediately. The flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Lord, touch our minds, our hearts, and our spirits. Let us be open and receptive to what you're saying to us in these few destiny moments. Lord, let, let this moment push us towards promise to open and make clear the path of destiny that you've designed for each and every one of us. And Lord, most of all, from this moment, do not allow us to leave here unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Our thought for this morning is the rhythm of faith. The rhythm of faith. We've been talking in the month of March about expectation and about how we ought to live with expectation. Today, I want to share with you from this very familiar story a new way of looking not only at our destiny, but also looking at ourselves. Not only looking at our destiny, but first, we have to look and reimagine ourselves. It says this, this woman had an issue of blood, and she decided that she was about to do something about it. That she was not going to be stuck where she was, but from her circumstance, she saw that she could come out of that. 
And the first thing that I need each of you to reimagine in your lives that whatever that you're stuck in, that you can come out of that. So just say to yourself, say, I can come out of this. In fact, say it this way, say, I'm coming out of this. Oh, now testify to somebody else, point at them and say, I'm coming out of this. And the final stage to reaffirm to them, point at them and say, you're coming out of that. We're, we're, we're not being stuck here. We're, we're, we're coming out of the situation that we're in. And this woman had determined in her mind that I've done everything that I know to do of myself. And see, that's the limitation. When we know what to do of ourselves, we're limited by our own knowledge. We're limited sometimes even by our own expectation. Because sometimes our expectation is not on par with what God desires for us or from us. Uh, God's ways are above our ways. And many times our level of expectation is not on par with what God wants to do in our lives. So therefore, a lot of times we're limited by our own imagination and our own expectation. We're limited by what we call ourselves and what others call us. Can't help but be mindful of what when Jacob was wrestling with the angel and while he was wrestling, after a while, the angel said, I need you to let me go. Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless my soul. And he wrestled with the angel to the degree that the angel said, no longer will your name be called Jacob, but your name shall be called Israel because you have favor with God and you have wrestled with man. And, and what he's saying is that you can't allow what somebody call you to define what God has put in you. You can't allow what somebody else calls you to define what God has put in you. And by that, I mean, sometimes we define ourselves by our own circumstances. We define ourselves by what we're currently going through and our willingness to accept and adopt our current circumstance as permanent has allowed us to call ourselves by that name. Some of us, we, we, we have been through something, so we call ourselves victims, so we live like victims. We exist as victims. We think existence in itself is enough. But my, my Savior said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I didn't come so that you can be victimized by your circumstances and just exist. Surviving your circumstance as a victim and not living victoriously is not what God has called you to. God's called you for more than that. In fact, whatever you can imagine in your mind, God has called you for more than that. Whatever you're limited to by your own vision, God has called you to more than that. Whatever your current circumstances look like, I want to tell you right now that God has called you to more than that. Say that to yourself. Say, I'm more than that. I'm more than that. I, I'm more than my current circumstances. I'm more than my current ailment. I'm more than my current job. I'm, I'm more than my current situation in life. God has called me to more than that. He's called me to more than that. God, God has too much purpose 
poured in me for me to be limited by my circumstances. In fact, God has so much purpose tied up in Moses that even though there was a decree out that all the babies, the male babies should be killed, but his mother, Jochebed, said, there's no, there's more purpose in my son than that, so I'm going to create a little flotation device and put him on the river and let him float down the river, and I'm just trusting God that he's going to do what's right because there's something more in him I wish y'all were in here with me. There, there's more in him than that. God has called him to more than his current situation. So I don't believe that God allowed me to be born and live to where I am to be defined by my job. I don't believe God allowed me to be born and exist and live through COVID. And that he's going to define me by my current ailment. He's not, I'm not defined by what the doctor, well, let me say it this way. I'm not defined by what the doctor says I have. <laughs> in, in fact, in fact, I'm not just a, a cancer patient. In fact, I'm more than a cancer survivor. Because I'm not going to allow anybody else to define who I am. Your name is not Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but you're going to be called Israel. People are going to call you by the same name that God calls you. I don't need anybody calling me out of my name. Don't, Don't put a label on me. Don't define who I am. I need you to call me what God calls me. And God calls me the head and not the tail. He he calls me above and not beneath. He he calls me a lender and not a borrower. In fact, I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who loves me. I need you to define and call me by the same name that God calls me. Because if you call me anything else, I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer to anything else. I'm only going to answer to what God calls me. And when God calls me, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And a stranger, they will not heed. In other words, they don't respond to everybody who's calling them by name. But when I call them... Oh, shut up, oh, say, I, I call them, and when I call them, sometimes I call them on what's inside and not what you see on, on the outside. I, I call them by things that have not even come out of them yet. I, wish, I need you to grab a hold of that. I, I'm not calling them by what they've been through, but I'm, I'm calling them by some things that I planted in them. And, and, when, and you haven't seen it yet, but, but even as I speak the name of the thing that I planted into it, I'm calling out that which is in there. I I wish you would get to that. That's why I call them a conqueror even before they win because it's in them. I I call them victorious even though it looks like they're losing because it's, it's, I call them the head even when it looks like they're the tail because that's what I, I call them above and not beneath but I'm calling out what I put in me. Can't respond to every name that somebody calls you because I know what God called me. I, I know what God put in me. So I'm gonna, when you're an acorn, you might as well start calling yourself a tree. God don't call. <laughs> I wish y'all would get it. I'm not an acorn, I'm, I'm not a walnut, I, I'm a I'm a tree. Don't don't call me a nut when I'm when I'm a tree. And, and, and to you, I might look like a nut because I start before I become a tree. I start acting like one. I need a little more space over here because my branches are about to sprout. Even though I haven't even been planted yet, I need to find enough space for me to stretch out because you look at me like I'm a nut, but baby, I know I'm a tree. 
<laughs> haven't even been planted yet, but, but, but don't worry about that. One day I'm going to get buried, but I'm not buried, but I'm simply being planted because I'm not a nut, baby. I'm a tree. <laughs> and the difference between being buried and being planted is expectation. I'm expecting to come out of this. I wish you would speak those words. Just say, I'm expecting to come out of this. I'm not going to be defined by my circumstances, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to gather strength from my circumstances. See, the difference between being buried and being planted is when you're planted, you're buried. It seems like you're buried, but what's happening is you're allowing your circumstances to help you grow. The stuff they're throwing on top of me is not going to keep me down, but I'm going to suck the nutrients out of what they're throwing on top of me. And as I absorb the nutrients of the dirt that they're shoveling on top of me, I'm going to grow and I'm not going to stay buried. Somebody say, I'm growing from this. They, 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 they threw lies on top of me, but I'm, I'm growing from this. They threw, they threw their, their insults at me, but, but I'm growing from this. They, they threw adversity in my direction, but, but I'm growing from this. They, they, they threw everything they knew to against my name, but I'm not going to allow it to bury me, but I'm growing. Somebody say, I'm growing from this. I'm growing from this. That means I'm going to lose some stuff along the way. I'm going to lose something along the way. Well, because, see, when you have the, uh, the exterior of the nut, it just has a shell. And when the shell, it, it goes down into the ground. And the shell goes into the ground and it begins to deteriorate and decompose. But as it decomposes, it's feeding nutrients to the, to, the, to the seed that's on the inside so that the seed can grow. And I came to tell somebody, you're going to lose some stuff around the way. But the stuff you lose is going to decompose and it's going to become the nutrients of the seed of what God has placed inside of you. But the problem is some of you are crying about the shell that you lost, but you didn't realize that it was God's plan. It was God's purpose. He was feeding the seed that is on the inside of you. Some of you lost relationships and stopped crying about the relationship that you lost. It was deteriorating. It was decomposing so that it could feed the seed that was inside the nut. I wish you were here with me. Some of y'all lost some cars. Some of y'all lost some houses. Some of y'all got laid off of your job. But all that was happening was the shell on the outside was being decomposed. So it was bringing nutrients to the seed that's on the inside. Baby, I'm not a nut. Baby, I'm a tree. If it falls off of me, it's helping. If it falls off of me, I'm help it's helping. If it's thrown on top of me, it's helping me. Because I'm sucking the nutrients and the lessons of every storm and every trial that I've gone through. I'm allowing the shell to fall off so it can feed the seed so I can grow into what God wants me to be. Point at somebody and say, I'm not a nut. I'm a tree. You need to know. You need to know. Baby, start looking at somebody and say, baby, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Because you don't know who you are if you don't know what's in you. It, it may not be on me yet, but, but it's in me. I, I said it may not be on me yet, but it's in me. It does not yet appear what I shall be. It's not, it's not on me, but it's in me. No, I, I'm going to go through the trial and I'm going to come forth as pure gold. It's not on me yet, but it's... Oh, it's... It's in me. Somebody say it's in me. It's in me. It's in me. It's, it's, 
it's in me. And something about this woman, she determined in her mind that this is not my final stop. Some people in her condition would have laid on a bed and waited to die. I wish I had you. And some of you all spiritually have done the same thing. You've laid down on your bed and you just said, this thing's going to take me out any minute. I'm about to die from this thing. In fact, it's going to kill me. It it, it reminds me of the old cartoon. Sometimes Tom and Jerry, Jerry would act like he's dead. So Tom would leave him alone. But every once in a while, then he'd open his eye. To see if Tom was still watching. And what some of y'all have done, you laid down, you thought the thing that was gonna bury you has killed you. And you laid down and you closed your eyes. But then you opened your eyes and say, I'm still living. You close your eyes again. I know this thing's gonna take me out because it took Sister What's Her Name out of, and I believe it's gonna take me out. So I'm gonna lay down on this bed and I'm gonna close my eyes. But then you shake yourself and you open your eyes and you say, Well, I'm still living. And if I'm still living, then I might as well get up. Y'all not ready for it. If I'm still living, then I might as well. It's pointing somebody. Tell them you're still living. So you might as well get up. You might. The woman said I, she paid all her money to all of those doctors. And the scan kept coming back the same. I, I tried this doctor and it came the same. I, I went to the specialist and it, and it came back the same. I, I went to the university hospital and it came back the same. I went to a specialist in another state and it came back the same. I tried some online doctors and it came back the same. But I'm opening my eyes and I'm still living. And since I'm still living, I might as well get up. And somebody said, somebody say, while she was up. While she was up, she heard something. While she was up, she heard something. Said, I might as well get up and watch. When she got up and walked outside the door, she heard the neighbors gossiping. And the neighbors said, I heard that there's a man named Jesus who, who's coming by our way. And when she heard, somebody say, when she heard, when she heard that Jesus was in the region, when she heard that Jesus was coming by her city, she said, I heard some things about this man named Jesus. And she said, I believe faith comes by. Here and I, I believe that that if I can just touch, if I can get close enough to him, if I can touch, if I can find him right now, if I can lay my hands on the hem of his garment, I, I believe that I'll be made whole. Since it didn't kill me, it tried to, but it didn't take me out. And I wish I could talk to four people who've been in a situation that tried to take you out but you were laying on your deathbed and your eye popped open and you said I'm still here well since I'm still here I might as well find Jesus so she went in the press behind and you know what she did she did something illegal because she was bleeding 
She wasn't supposed to be around people. But I came to tell somebody your blessing is in a spot where you're not supposed to be. I wish I had help here. David was not supposed to be with the army, but it still fought the life. Jesus was too young to be in the temple by himself, but it still had to preach. Abraham was not supposed to be with his kids, so God called him out. I came to tell somebody your blessing, your breakthrough is in a place where you're not supposed to be. I wish I had him. She went to a place where she was not supposed to be. She started fighting through the crowd. She started wrestling her way. Because she said, I don't care if they call my name. I don't care if they give me a pocket space. I don't care if they even like me. But she said, all I need, somebody say all I need. All I need is to touch Jesus. So she came in the press. She got behind Jesus. And somebody say she took something. She took something out of Jesus. The reason I know she took it is because Jesus turned around and said, Who took that? Who stole the healing? came to tell the audacious people while you're waiting your chance in line you ought to get your faith up and go take it out you ought to have the audacity to go speak it out and when you speak it by faith you can go take it out the woman said Jesus didn't call me he don't even know I'm here but the woman said if I can but touch if I can touch the hymn of his God said, I shall be. Somebody needs to speak that in your own life. I don't know what you need, but I dare you to say, I shall be healed. I shall be delivered. I shall be free. She said, if I can touch, if I can touch the hymn of his garment, I shall be made whole. Everyone standing on your feet. There's a rhythm, and I hope you caught it. There's a rhythm to your faith. There's a rhythm to, rhythm to your healing. There's a rhythm to your deliverance. This woman, it puts in quotation marks. In fact, if you read the scripture there, it puts in quotation marks what the woman, get this, had already said. And she had already spoken in her heart that if I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She'd already, before she got there, she'd already spoken it. When she got out of her bed, she had already spoken it. Before she even found where Jesus was, she had already spoken that in her heart. So then guess what happens? After she has spoken it, then she gets some evidence. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
She had spoken it over her old life. And then here comes the evidence. She hears that Jesus, oh, I She hears that Jesus is coming. When she hears that, she, she gets excited because that's an answer to my prayer. My belief system is in that if I can just touch it, I shall be made whole. When you speak something over your life, I come to tell you, God will send you faith as evidence of what he's about to do. But you know what happened? The woman had to move. She heard that Jesus was coming. She said, I got to get my coat and I, I got to move. I, I, I got to go. I, I, I got to find him. I got to see where he is while he's in my region, while he's in my time. He may not come this way again, but she had to get up and move to the rhythm of the evidence. Oh, shut up. Oh, some of you have spoken some things, but you didn't move. Some of you believe some things, but you didn't move. Faith without works is dead, being alone. You can declare it by faith, but when God sends you the evidence, it's time to move. Point at somebody and say, baby, it's time to move. Faith has a rhythm. The evidence has a rhythm. You have to move to the rhythm of the evidence. When you've spoken something and God sends you evidence, baby, it's time to move. It's time to it's time to move. It's, it's time to move. God is telling someone right now, it's time to move. You need another example. Remember David when he came back to the burning embers of Gilgal. And all of the, their town had been burned. And remember all the, the children and the women had been taken away by the enemy. And even David's own men had spoke of stoning him. And then it says David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what we remember. But as he encouraged himself, he prayed unto the Lord and he said, shall I pursue after this truth? And God said, you shall pursue. That was the evidence. That meant he was telling David, yes, you believe it, but now it's time to move. And I came to tell somebody, you have the faith, you have the belief, you trust God, but now it's time to move. It's time to put action behind your belief. It's time to put to work your faith. Baby, I'm telling somebody right now, stop laying on that bed, open your eyes, get up, and it's time to move on what you believe. Because your faith has a rhythm, and it's time to move to the rhythm of the evidence. Come on, put those hands together again and give God some praise. Heavenly Father, Lord, touch us right now and remind us by faith to continuously having our ear and our heart inclined in your direction when we pray by faith. Lord, let us be reminded that we also have to move. We have to work upon that thing that we believe. Help us to be in tune with the rhythm of our faith that we may move when you tell us to move, that we may receive everything that you've declared that we shall have. And Lord, we're going to give you the glory, we're going to give you the honor, and we're going to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, Amen. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. For those of you who've been watching us virtually, we pray that you live and move by the rhythm of the, the evidence until we shall see you again. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by give a fun. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line 
And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.